The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the wicked quick sports betting podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, and I'm ready to take care of your post Super Bowl hangover with a boatload of sports betting information for this week's biggest events in games and sports and everything. I got it for you. Chasing Ball Game is brought to you by top rated online sportsbook, mybookie.ag, the official sports betting site of the Chasing Ball Game podcast. You bet. You win, you get paid. That simple. Very excited about today's show and, and of course, the Super Bowl. This show is more than just the Super Bowl, however. It is all about the Chasers. Chasers are basically fans of the show that I interact with on social media and I share the latest information or get it from them. What I love is that you guys share the information with me and I put it right here on the show uh, because it's all about sharing information and building a great community. And if you want to be featured right here on the show and become a chaser, all you have to do is follow me or hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game, and I'll put you right here on the show. And I've got plenty to talk about. The rundown today, college hoops with the NFL taking a break for eh, about six months or so. The next biggest event is March Madness, and if you want to be ready, you have to make sure you have the college hoops handicapping knowledge. You really want to mash the books in the month of March, and you got to be sharp to do that, and that takes some work. I have some info for today, basic information that will get you ready for all the madness in March, and of course, a pick against the spread for tonight in college basketball. Then we bounce on over to the NBA with Betting the Buckets, the NBA segment of the podcast that's getting plenty of love from fans of the game who love the NBA like I do. And I also have great features in this segment beyond the box score, calendar crunch. And I'm going to give you a pick in the association that might sound a bit familiar if you've listened before. And finally, just because the Super Bowl's over, it does not mean that we don't talk the NFL. Let's face it, the NFL keeps going. I know they don't play actual games for a bit, but that doesn't mean there is a shortage of information to talk about. I have the first look at the odds for the Super Bowl next year and who's going to win it all. And I'm going to discuss where the early value is with a little help from my friends. So chasing ball game, if you don't know, is blazing quick with more than one pick. So let's get things started. I'm going right to college basketball. Look, the biggest sports betting event on the horizon is March Madness, plain and simple. It gets plenty of love, but you have to know the basics. First, let's start with the schedule. In February, March Madness, where the college basketball world, if you will, is going to release early seedings. And don't get me started on this event. Look, it's a bad move. What they're going to try to do is get viewers and talk about who will be the early one seeds or who they think will be the early one seeds. And and it kind of reminds me of the debacle that was the, I don't know, 17-hour pregame show they they did before the brackets uh, were released, which to me was a nightmare. And I get it. you got to try these things. I don't blame them, but... It's going to be bad news from my opinion. March Madness, of course, starts selection Sunday, March 12th, so circle your calendar. The first four will be held in Dayton, March 14th, 15th, first and second round of the tournament. Buffalo, Milwaukee, Orlando, Salt Lake, Greenville, Indianapolis, Tulsa, and Sacramento. And then the regional round, March 23rd, 25th, Kansas City, San Jose, Memphis, New York. Final four is in Phoenix this year, April 1st and 3rd. And, of course, the money. We're all about the money here. We're all about sports betting. And it's a huge reason why March Madness is growing every year. Because even people who don't know March Madness know what a bracket is. They may not know what a college basketball team is or who a Jayhawk or what a Jayhawk is, excuse me, but they're willing to bet on it. 
And that's why there's over 60 million people expected to fill brackets for this year and expected $10 million to be placed in bets. To me, they're going to blow that out of the water, my personal opinion. So what do you pay attention to? Well, let's get to the basics. Again, I'm, I'm just getting you guys geared up, and I've talked about this before, but the basics. So start looking at your power rankings. To me, plenty of power rankings. You can get them in any site, CBS, ESPN, you name it. They're all over the place. To me, try to get one at least with some point spread flair, if you would, um, because you're going to get the usual suspects. Gonzaga, I mean, they haven't lost, so they're going to be at the top of the leaderboard, and Kansas will be up there. The Villanova, Arizona, Louisville, who's creeping up higher and higher, they're going to be all over the place. I mean, that's, there's not going to be much difference from that standpoint. However, you really have to pay attention from a betting standpoint. That's why when I look for power rankings, I try to look for the Vegas power rankings, college basketball. That is what you want to do because they will judge teams a tad differently than your ESPNs of the world, and they might even talk about something that you don't see at those other sites. So when you're looking for power rankings, make sure that you double-check and triple-check where you're getting them from. Not that there's a bias. Like I said, your top 10 are going to be your top 10 for the most part. But it gives you a different view, a different opinion. That's what I try to do right here at Chasing Ball Games. So I appreciate they do that as well. So now, basics are out of the way. Let's get to the pick for tonight. First of all, if you really want to do well in March, I dare you. Dare you to look into the smaller schools this time of year. It's going to help you in the first round of the tournament. Pretty much anybody that follows even a little bit of college basketball will know that Kentucky's good and Kansas is good. But I want you to dig deeper if you're going to be successful in the first round. And if you know these teams, please hit me up on Twitter. I would love to share the information that you have. But I'm going to go outside the box tonight, a smaller game, and I'm going to take a look at the game between Miami, Ohio, Miami, Ohio, they're the Red Hawks against Western Michigan. Uh, they're the Broncos. Uh, the latest line I'm seeing is Western Michigan's minus one over Miami of Ohio. Um, this is an ugly game. And look, I just dared you to take a look at teams because they'd be important in the first round of the tournament. These guys aren't making the tournament. It's not going to happen. Western Michigan, three and seven in the MAC, and at the bottom of the standings, Miami of Ohio on the other side, the Red Hawks, they're at the bottom of the MAC in the East. Just two conference wins. But I really think. Miami of Ohio is in a better position here. The Broncos had a chance to get their first road win of the season. They had nine straight losses, and they had Central Michigan exactly where they wanted them. They ended up allowing a 21-5 run to lose the game, and that's heartbreak mode for me. And when a team's in heartbreak mode, it's often tough for them to rebound, especially going on the road again. Miami of Ohio, they've lost eight of nine games straight up. In five of those games, they've lost by double digits. This is what I like to call an ugly dog. Why am I on a team like this? Well, first of all, the Red Hawks are 6-1-1 against spread last eight home games. Plus, I mentioned how bad Western Michigan is feeling. Not a strong play by any means, so please don't unload your bankroll on this, especially if you're on the ledge after the Falcons blew it for you if you had them in the Super Bowl. Give me Miami of Ohio plus one for my college basketball play. But let's get over to the NBA and let's get over to betting the buckets before I do that, let me tell you about mybookie.ag. Real simple. I bet there. They're a great sports book, and they are great for basketball. I love them for football. They didn't change. They're still good for basketball. Whether it's college basketball or NBA, you have to sign up. Go to mybookie.ag. Make sure you use the promo code CHASER, C-H-A-S-E-R, CHASER. Let them know you're a chaser. You're going to get an exclusive 100% bonus up to $3,000 to boost that bankroll just in time for college basketball, hitting the March Madness stride. 
Check them out. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear some feedback as well. But let's get to the NBA. First of all, let's talk about the trade deadline. And there's a lot of news going on. The latest is Jaleel Okafor um, traded the Sixers from the Sixers, the Pelicans. As I record this, it's still kind of up in the air. But everything I'm reading makes it a done deal. Look, it makes sense. I won't get into the deal, whether it's good for one team or bad for another team. Philly had a lot of depth. Um, a lot of big men, they had to get rid of them, especially with Embiid playing better. And New Orleans, maybe they're taking a gamble, but I'll be honest with you. I think if uh, Okafor can fit well next to Anthony Davis, it's going to be a huge move for this team. I think it'll be better for New Orleans and Philadelphia, who always seems to get all this talent just to give it away. But I digress. The reason that I'm talking about the trade deadline is because if you were going to bet on basketball this time of year, you have to make sure that you know who is about to be traded one way or the other. Um, you're going to hear about the big trades, but maybe you don't hear about the smaller ones. To me, I, I really think if you don't know who's getting traded, it's going to hurt you. And I'm talking even about smaller players because it's going to adjust the lineups. Maybe it leaves teams shorthanded. There's a lot of intangibles to consider during this time of year, so be careful before you bet. Make sure you do your research, and it all starts with the trade deadline. It also starts with Beyond the Box Score, a segment where we basically look back at a game or two and find something that we could use in the future. And for this one, if you want proof that every game is not important in the NBA, let's look back at Super Bowl Sunday in the game between the Clippers and the Celtics. Look, I'm a Celtics fan, so to me this was a game I actually watched and enjoyed because I like Paul Beers. And uh, this game was all about celebrating him. Doc Rivers wanted to give him all the attentions, put him not only put him in to start the game, but put him in at the end of the game. The Celtics played no defense on him. Uh, the last line I saw for the Celtics, minus 5.5. Of course, they won by 5 on a late three-pointer by Paul Pierce. Look, I get it. The Clippers really wanted to celebrate Paul Pierce. They wanted to give him his farewell in Boston. Bravo. But that led to the Celtics not playing defense on him late, giving up a three-pointer. And look, I get it. I'm an emotional fan, especially a basketball fan. I love the NBA. I love the Celtics, but you got to separate the two. So why – I didn't bet on this game, by the way, but why you have somebody out there like Paul Pierce that late and you're going to leave him uncovered so the fans can celebrate it, I get it. But, man, that would have been a dagger, a dagger. That's why you have to know about these games before they're coming. Uh, one way to do it is, I'm telling you, check promos. I mean, there was a lot of hype about this being Pierce's last game in Boston for the longest time, and that's the kind of stuff you have to be in tune to. And look, not everyone's going to come down to a buzzer beater because they don't play defense to not cover the number, but you don't want to be holding the bankroll or nothing uh, if it does. So, look, that's why I'm here. I'm going to do my best to keep you in the know, and that's why we have beyond the box score. More importantly, that's why we have betting the buckets every single day right here at Chasing Ball Game. And another popular segment is up next to Calendar Crunch. Part of keeping you in the nose to give you this Calendar Crunch, simple. Just look at the calendar. Good spots and bad spots. They're all over the place. First of all, the All-Star break is coming. I hated the fact that they've extended the All-Star break February 17th to February 22nd. So it's a long one. Plan your vacations now. This is a dark period, if you would. So if, if you want to take a break, now's the time to do it. Truth be told, uh, outside of the all break, all star break, you're gonna have college basketball still, and you got some other sports. To me, the DGs of the world, you may be forced to bet on badminton or table tennis, and if you do, I feel you. Go get it. Do do you do you? But to me, it's a good time to jump into college basketball and get ready for March. I'm gonna be focusing on it here at Chasing Ball Game, but we still have a few crunches before the break. How about the Nuggets? 
The Nuggets will play three out of four on the road on the East Coast starting tomorrow night with a back-to-back set on the end of that stretch, by the way, against the Knicks and the Cavs. You want a good break? The Cavs get a good break. After that game against the Nuggets, they play just two games in the next 11 days, which means they will be rested and ready to go for the second half of the season. And the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers, the worst team in a calendar crunch before the break. They're going to play five games in seven nights up to the break. It ends with a back-to-back set against the well-rested Cavs that I brought up in Cleveland in a home game against the streaking Wizards, who are playing very good basketball right now. So always keep an eye on the calendar so you don't get crunched. Now on to the pick. Before I look forward, let me look back. Last time out, if you listened to my Friday show, I talked about several games that I loved. In fact, I listed about three of them. All of those covered. All of those won. Here's the problem. The one I gave out as my pick, lost. I took the Blazers at home to cover against Mavericks. They lost outright. So hopefully if you took some of those games, you left a winner and not a loser. But look, I'm not here to sell picks. I'm just here to give you a bunch of information, give you my opinion, my pick. And if you fall and we win, great. And if you don't, you lose. My bad. I take credit one way or the other because, to me, who cares? I mean, it's my money. I'm losing my money. If you're losing yours, you're with me. We're in the same boat. If not, go get it. I have plenty of listeners um, that hit me up on Twitter and fade me. You can do that, too. But be careful because I know my NBA. And that's why for tonight, I'm on those same Portland Blazers. Look, not only am I on the Blazers again, but they're playing Dallas again. So I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jimmy. Last time out in Portland, you had the Blazers dropping four and a half. They lost outright. So now why are you backing this same Blazer team on the road in a game where all Dallas has to do is win? They're only a one-point favorite, right? Think about it. This line is begging for Mavericks money, begging for Mavericks money. And look, Damian Lillard, he got outplayed by Yogi Ferrell. That guy sent a 10-day contract. He's going to be signed. They're going to keep him. And he's playing well. I'm not going to take anything away from Yogi. But Lillard's going to have a little chip on his shoulder. Plus, the Mavs in a crunch, right? I mean, they played in that mile-high thin air. If you remember, on the night prior. So they're in a back-to-back. Not the Trailblazers. They're going to be rested. I'm telling you right now, to me, this is a good spot. I really like it. Uh, underdog 5-1 and one against the spread in the last six meetings. So they've been close or the dogs have paid off. So give me the Blazers to get revenge. Not only revenge in this spot, but hopefully revenge for us as we get the win. So get on the Blazers as my pick in the NBA for Tuesday night. But now let's get on the NFL. Look, the Super Bowl's over. But like I mentioned, the NFL is 24-hour year-round kind of sport. Up next will be the NFL draft. And look, there's going to be room to bet on the NFL draft. And I will talk about it much more leading up to the actual draft and how to ignore the rumors and read the stuff that's real, if that's possible. But you've got to get through that fluff. And and part of that starts right now. Think about it. If you're a handicapper, you can't get caught up in that fluff. All the stories, like right now perfectly, day after the Super Bowl, all you're hearing about these last few days is Brady the Goat or not. Uh, Did the Falcons choke or not? Was it play calling that killed it? I mean, you talked about Roger Goodell and how they booed him. You talked about lost jerseys and were they stolen, and there's so much going on. Will Martellus Bennett go to the White House, and is that going to be a problem? Will that get him cut? Look, if you want to talk about some stuff that's irrelevant but really wants to tug at your heartstrings, how about the, the, the betting line in this game? If you had the total in this game under, which, oh, by the way, I did, uh, it was brutal because it looked like it was money in the bank. At the first half, it was. 
Second half went well over the total, but the game wasn't going to go over the total until it went to overtime. But forget that. What if you had the Falcons in this game? Now, for those of you who don't know, I had the Patriots in this game, but it was a hedge bet because I had the Falcons at plus 250. I got them a couple weeks ago. Not during the playoffs. So for me, it was kind of a hedge bet, so that made it good. But what about that guy that lost $1.1 million on the Falcons, which was being talked about all over the internet leading up to the game? What about that guy? I may not have been counting my money at halftime, but I sure as hell would be counting in about fourth quarter. I would have been playing it out. Maybe a new yacht, maybe whatever. Now I don't feel bad for the guy necessarily because if he's got $1.1 million to put on a game, you assume he's got more where that came from. But, man, talk about your bad beats. That's got to be up there. But it makes sense, right? Look, the NFL is one of the most popular sports when it comes to wagering. If you want to win, you have to start paying attention now. I know what you're saying. It's too early. The draft hasn't. Free agents, all that stuff. I get it. But you have to start thinking about who will win the Super Bowl next year right now. If you think it's too early, think again. For example, Dave Tooley, ESPN. Great guy, by the way. I've talked to him on, on, on Twitter. We've gone back and forth, and I read his stuff all the time. He loves to put out his early quote-unquote value bets, and for the most part, he's great. He had a 100-to-1 ticket going to that Super Bowl, which by all accounts should have cashed. So I, I kind of feel bad for him too, but he's good. And if you read his articles, you'll see he's hit other future bets like this. So who does he like this year? Giants, 20-to-1 is his value pick. He also mentioned the Bengals of 40-to-1 and the Falcons, who just lost at 12-to-1. Now, I'm not here to hype up Dave. I'm just here to share information. And when somebody's in the know and giving out good free stuff, here I am. So why do you look now? Why would you bet on a team right now with all the potential changes that could happen? Well, first of all, you're going to have line moves. The Bengals and the Giants and the Falcons, they might be at these odds now, but depending on who gets hurt, who gets drafted, what kind of free agents they pick up, that could change drastically. So maybe now's the value because if they pick up somebody really good, it's only going to drop. Plus, it gives you a chance to hedge down the road, whether it be during the season or even before the season, based on how the lines change. There's plenty of teams out there that may look attractive to you. How about the Carolina Panthers at 20-1? to 1? Was the 15-1 season the year prior when they went to Super Bowl a fluke? Or was last year a fluke? How about the Oakland Raiders 20-1? to 1? Carr got hurt. What happens if Carr doesn't get hurt? Could they have beaten the Patriots? Who knows? And probably not. I mean, Tom Brady played great, and it doesn't seem like anybody could have beat him this year with the mission he was on, but that's pretty interesting. So who am I looking at? I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't placed one dime on who's going to win the Super Bowl, but there's a few teams that have caught my eye. How about the Saints at 60-1? to 1? That's a pretty big number. To me, a pretty big number in the division that anybody can win. Tampa Bay is more improved than Atlanta. We know about Atlanta. Carolina is always going to be there, and the Saints. So now they're in a division where they can easily win it, or not easily win it, but if they feast on each other, a team maybe with an 8-8 eight and eight record could pull that thing out. And I got Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which, oh, by the way, had a fantastic year last year in an improving defense. And then I got Sean Payton, one of the best coaches in the league. So I got a good coach, I got a good quarterback, and I got an improving defense. A team that has a good home field advantage in a winnable division, 60-1 to is not that far of a reach, in my opinion. But if you want a team with a little less odds than I'm looking at, how about the Seattle Seahawks, 12 to 1? 12 to 1 is the same kind of money you can get on the Falcons. The Seahawks have to improve that offensive line. If I'm going to bet on them right now, I'm hoping they improve their offensive line. But they had a ton of injuries. Russell Wilson wasn't healthy until the end of the year, and his numbers started to improve to show just how much he was improving. And that defense was banged up all 
year long. Most notably, Earl Thomas. They got 100% fully healthy defense, and they have a better offensive line. 12-1 to looks great in a very, very winnable division. So you know Seattle's going to make the playoffs. So when they make the playoffs, anything can happen, especially if they get home field advantage. So 12-1 to looks like a steal for me. Now, again, I'm not playing any of those. I will let you know we're going to talk about this a lot. And look, even with the break, I'm going to talk about the NFL probably on every show. I'll try to squeeze it in depending on what I see out there and what's going on. But you can guarantee we are not going to let that thing sit for six months before we break it open. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. I really do appreciate it because I know your time's important. You can catch us on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Plus, join the fun. Become a chaser. All you have to do, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, at Chasing Ball Game. I will feature you right here on the show, just like latest chasers who have followed or shared information like E-Thrive and Kevin McMahon. I appreciate the chatter. I appreciate the back and forth. I'm going to get you guys on right here as soon as possible because this podcast, it's all about the sports betting fans. Together, we're going to build an incredible community. So spread the word and start telling everybody about it. And make sure you come back on Wednesday. We're at it again with a bounty of sports betting information and plenty to talk about. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.